And we're back on Unpacking It. I'm Bryce Johnson. Check out our website, unpackingit.com. You can always email me, Bryce at unpackingit.com. Let me know what you're convinced of this week, and, and you can respond to some of the topics that, that we discussed last segment and, and give me your thoughts, Bryce at unpackingit.com. Also, be sure to find us on Facebook, Unpacking It, and uh, we share some content on there throughout the week as well. I'm fired up about the NFL playoffs and looking forward to the matchup between the Chargers and the Patriots. And during our last segment on the show, uh, I've got some thoughts specifically on Philip Rivers and how his story relates to our lives. And, and so definitely stick around for that. But the NBA is getting going as well. And so I'm thrilled to welcome on our guest today. And joining us now on Unpacking It is the Emmy, award-winning host of TNT's Inside the NBA. You can also see him hosting the coverage of the NCAA tournament for Turner and CBS. More importantly, he's a follower of Jesus, a husband, and a father of six children. He's the author of the book called Unscripted, The Unpredictable Moments That Make Life Extraordinary. It shares stories about his career, battling cancer, adoption, and raising a special needs child. I am thrilled to welcome Ernie Johnson, my favorite guest, back on the show. Ernie, thanks so much for joining us. How are you? Bryce, I'm doing great, man. I hope you are, too. Thanks a lot for having me. Well, we're, we're glad to have you back, and, and I'm, I'm glad to hear you're doing well. But, but specifically, I, I know that your, your health caused you to, to miss doing play-by-play during the baseball playoffs because of a blood clot. So, so how are you feeling now? Well, I, I feel the same now as I did then, which is I feel good. It's just a, a question of uh, you know how the blood clots uh, develop there. And so we're, we're really still in, the, in um, that phase of it, trying to figure out why it happened in the first place. And so uh, I feel great. And I can, you know, at, at, at first I was told I couldn't fly. So that's uh, what knocked me out of baseball. Uh, postseason, but uh, I have flown since. I'm just very smart about it and getting up and moving around and still on blood thinners, and we're just uh, trying to get to the bottom of it. But I feel great. Man, so it's not necessarily preventing you from doing anything at the moment. Uh, no, it's not. In fact, the uh, first flight I took was uh, the day of uh, the day before the match between Tiger and Phil. I flew out to Vegas uh, to do that. Oh, and yeah. uh yeah. So yeah. So I don't have any restrictions uh, travel-wise now. I just uh, uh, we're just trying to get to the bottom of uh, why the blood clots came about. Man. Okay. Gotcha. Well, well glad that you're uh, at least feeling feeling well. And and well, you mentioned the oh, yeah. the the match. What was your uh, takeaway from from that big TV event? Well, you know, I wished that uh, that both guys had played a little better. Yeah. Uh, obviously, because. The golf course was set up for it to be a birdie fest, and, uh, and it was, you know, those were pretty rare on that day. A beautiful golf course, Shadow Creek, just spectacular, and and it was it was fun to be part of because it was different, you know, you where you have both players and both caddies mic and and just from a just from a technical standpoint, it was one of the most involved things I've ever been in hmm. uh, because. Because I had, I had two announcers with me, and then there were three more on another set, and you got, then you got two caddies and two players all mic'd, 
and you got a producer talking to you while this is all going on. You're trying to wow. everybody's trying to trying to catch what's uh, what's being said, and at the same time, you know, if somebody said something really cool, if Tiger and Phil had an exchange, and this happened a few times, where Tiger and Phil had a decent exchange, and we just played it back, you know, just a you know a few seconds after it had happened, because maybe Charles Barkley was making a point <laughs> at that point, or or Darren Clark, or or Peter Jacobson, who were working with me. So, uh, yeah, it was it was really a it was a fun event to to be at. And I think uh, you know when Tiger chipped in at the 17th, it was like, oh, here we go again. And then to <laughs> to finish to finish with extra holes under the lights uh, just added to it. It was a fun it was a fun day to to be out there. We're talking with Ernie Johnson right now on unpacking it, and and saw that that you're going to be inducted into the Atlanta Sports Hall of Fame in February. So, so how excited are you about that? And, and what did you think about the, the news when you heard about it? You know, what's crazy, Bryce, this is, this is insane. That the, the month of February for me, and I don't, I don't know how all this happens, you see, um, because last year the Georgia Sports Hall of Fame called me and said they wanted to induct me into the, uh, the state of Georgia Sports Hall of Fame. Cool. And I was... I said, well, I can't do that because I can't be there because I'm going to be doing all-star weekend for the NBA. And they said, well, we really like our guys to be here uh, for the induction ceremony. So we'll push you to 2019. So what's going to happen is that in early February, I'm going into the Atlanta sports hall of fame. And then in late February, I'm going to the state of Georgia sports hall of fame. And so, uh, it's it's uh, so the month is bookended that way. What's what's really special to me is that my dad is in both of those two, wow. and so to be to be inducted um, into the into those halls and uh, and to be able to um, to know that my dad and I are both in there, it's uh, it's beyond special. It really is. Oh, that that's really cool. Well, well congratulations and and well deserved. And uh, thank you. That that's neat to to be a part of that. Well, it's been the, the first couple of months of the NBA season, and, and you're in the, the middle of it all. Is there a, a theme or, or a big takeaway from, from what you've seen so far early in the year? Well, I mean, I think everybody, you know, looks at Golden State when, you know, when the season starts, everybody says, well, you know, are we just going to give them another title or is there going to be somebody who stands in their way? And, and I think, I think really there's, there's something, there's a part of the American sports public that wants to see them um, vulnerable, that wants to see them, uh, you know, not be given a, a pass into another championship. And so they kind of, uh, when something happens, they latch onto it and say, oh, see, look at Draymond Green and Kevin Durant aren't getting along. See, <laughs> see it's, it's about to crumble. Uh, it, it, it's all, it's all going to collapse. Um and then they kind of remedy that. And then it's, oh, look, they lost by 20. They're, you know, and so I think there's that feeling, you know, almost rooting by some people that, you know, against Golden State repeating. Um, and, you know, maybe, maybe there is a little more vulnerability. But, again, this is a team that's going to have DeMarcus Cousins. Oof. You know, this is like a team that's just going to make this huge trade and bring this guy in uh, in mid-season. And, and this is a team that's never really, I mean, their weakness has been in the middle, and now you're going to bring DeMarcus Cousins in. Um, so I'd I, I like to see how that is all going to play out. 
and how they incorporate him and how that whole mix of all these high profile all stars, how that, um, how that meshes. Uh, otherwise, I mean, it's been, um, you know, I, I, you know, Denver has been a, been a surprise. I think, you know, it's a team that has, doesn't have many superstars. It has a guy named, you know, Nikola Jokic who can, who can do everything. And uh, for a oh, yeah. big man, he passes the ball exceptionally well and he scores and rebounds, uh, you know, so, so this guy can give you triple doubles, but otherwise it's, you know, it's not a, a team of luminaries. Mm-hmm. Jamal Murray's got a lot of potential. Gary Harris is good. So, I mean, there are some teams out there, Denver to me, Denver, Oklahoma city, um, Houston, don't give up on Houston. Uh, they found, they starting to find their way. Who can who can challenge Golden State? Um, but it's still the Warriors to me who have the team. And in the East, Toronto with Kawhi Leonard, it's been you know seeing Kawhi Leonard return to being Kawhi Leonard has been oh, yeah. something to see. And so yeah, I mean I think I think Toronto's really good. Um, I don't know if they can. Again, I don't know if anybody beats Golden State four times. I think that's ultimately the question you have to ask: is is, is any team out there able to beat him four times? And and uh, and again, you think about last year, and Houston came so close. And if Chris Paul doesn't hurt a hamstring, oh, yeah. maybe Houston knocks them off in the Western Conference Finals. So, you know, it just adds to the intrigue. And I, you know, I'm looking forward to her getting getting close to that halfway well, well yeah, halfway point of the season and. Uh, and uh, some of the same questions we had on opening day are still hanging over us. Right now, we've got to take a quick break, but we've got plenty more with Ernie Johnson, the award-winning broadcaster. He's the best in the business. And so when we come back, our conversation will continue as we discuss faith and books and his book that he wrote. And, and so it's always great to catch up with Ernie Johnson, and we're just getting going Check out our website, unpackingit.com. Thanks for joining us right here on Sports Byline USA and Sirius XM, Channel 211. You're listening to Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson on Sports Byline USA, America's Sports Talk Network. Hey, hey, it's Bryce Johnson, and really appreciate you listening to the Unpacking It radio show each week. But I want to invite you to check out our website, unpackingit.com, so that you can sign up to receive Unpacking It each day in your email. That's right. We send out an encouraging, challenging, inspiring word uh, through email. It's, it's in written form. It's a, a devotional that takes a current sports story, relates it to the Bible. We call it Unpack This. And you can subscribe for free by going to unpackingit.com. It's designed to help you grow in your faith and, and help you understand the Bible better, all with a little sports and some of the cool stories going on in the world of sports. And so we encourage you to check it out. It's for you, and it's about two minutes each weekday in your inbox. Check it out, unpackingit.com, and subscribe to Unpack This. And while you're at it, be sure to subscribe to our podcast as well. We're unpacking sports, faith, and life with Ernie Johnson. I'm Bryce Johnson. No relation, but he's my favorite guest and always love having him on the show. And so if you missed any part of the the last segment, be sure to check out our podcast. Just go to unpackingit.com. 
com. And so for, for you personally, it's the start of a, a new year. Do, do you have a focus for 2019 personally and, and spiritually that, that you could share and, and maybe that, that might even be an encouragement to, to people listening today? Um, you know, I just, I, I never really, I'm, I'm the worst price at, at like making New Year's resol- resolution. So I, I really don't make those. I, I, yeah. There are times where I say, you know what, what I want to try to do is be a better communicator uh, with people who are getting in touch with me and not letting, you know, emails and texts back up, you know, and, and just say, to, you know, make the time to answer this now. Don't act like you're so busy that you can't get to it. And and so I think that's an area that I really have to improve in. And so I'm, I'm making strides. Um, but aside from that, it's just, you know, I, um, I want my job. <clears throat> my job has provided me so many cool moments, and I mean, you know, we're talking thirty years of sitting in that chair now, oh, man. Uh, as the host of of Inside the NBA, and some of the things that have happened um, recently. I mean, having the having the the chance to meet Tyler Trent mm. um, um, not long ago, you know, and he's his story the the 20 year old Purdue student who has cancer and he was, um, he was kind of adopted by the Purdue football team and made a co-captain and, uh, you know, it has this terminal disease and he's honored by ESPN at the college football awards. And that day I had a chance to go down uh, to his hotel room and meet him mm. and his dad and mom and everybody. And this guy's faith was so rock solid. Mm. Uh, it was just, uh, it was just amazing. And he, he handed me one of his brand, his, his yellow bands that you know, said Tyler strong and has a, has a scripture verse, first Thessalonians five, 16 through 18. And, you know, rejoice always, um, and, uh, pray continually and give thanks in all circumstances. And to have that uh, as, as kind of his bedrock during this time was just so encouraging. Um, and later that night after the award ceremony, he and his family came over to the studio, had a chance to meet Charles and Kenny and Shaq. And we did a segment with him. And, um, and then just on New Year's Day, uh, he passed, mm. you know, and at the age of 20. But he's, um, you know, that's what I, that's what I really want. I wish every, I wish every show, I wish every time I went to the studio, there could be that kind of a meeting or that kind of a moment, uh, that, that, um, that happens. And so mm. I think I've really been on the, on the lookout for more of, you know, in 2019 of just moments where we can all kind of try to make a difference. Uh, and, and I'm, tr- I'm not trying to get real deep and real philosophical here, That's Bryce. Right. But, That's all right. Uh, but we have, you know, I have, and we have, people in the media have this platform. So how are you going to use a platform is my question. Hmm. Are you going to use the, Are you going to use the platform as a pedestal to say, hey, everybody, look at me. Look at the job I have. Aren't I cool? You know, <laughs> I look, you know aren't I doing a great job? Or are you going to use that platform as a vantage point to be able to look out and see who you can help. Use your platform as a vantage point 
to see where you can make a difference, where you can help somebody else out. Don't use it as a as a pedestal to try to draw attention to yourself. So I'm glad you asked the question because it was like I'd been rolling that around in my mind and, and you kind of forced me to articulate it there. So that's kind of that's cool. kind of where I'm at. Oh, that's excellent. Very, very neat to hear, and, and I'm, I'm right there with you. Or Ernie Johnson, our guest right now on Unpacking It. I, I saw you you tweet, uh, or, or somebody even tweeted you. You responded, and the quotes that came up that were actually used in your book, hurry is the great enemy of spiritual life. You must ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life. And so Dallas Willard and, and then, the, yeah. then the book Soul Keeping by J- John Ortberg. And I'm actually reading that book, Soul Keeping, right now. So it's on my, my mind and heart. And, and so I, I just share those two quotes and, and, and want to get your perspective on those two things and, and how they even relate to what you were just talking about. Oh, no, I mean, that's, and I'm glad you're reading that book because, uh, because John Ortberg has been um, a favorite of mine. Uh, I, I, the first time I met him was like back in 1998, somewhere around there. And I was actually at a leadership conference, uh, up at Willow Creek, uh, church outside Chicago. Mm -hmm. And he was, he was on the staff there with Bill Hybels and I had a chance to meet him, but his, his style, uh, from the pulpit was just so. So I mean, it was hard for me to describe. It was just like it was just like this friend talking to you. He had a, had this wonderful communication style, and then you know then I started. I uh, saw that he had written a couple of books, so I've I've read all the stuff he's written. Cool. And soul keeping was the best of the bunch, and and the way he describes his relationship with Dallas Willard, the great theologian, and the and the way he he says you know, the way he talks about some of their conversations uh it's just fascinating and so something like that really jumped out at me the uh you know hurry is the great enemy of the spiritual life and you must ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life you know when, when they use the term ruthlessly it's you know that's not like you should try to eliminate hurry from your life ruthless means man you've got to go after it and cut it out and so that's what i've tried to do because if you're man if you're constantly in a hurry mm. then there is there is no way you're going to be able to to see the need around you because everything's going to be tied into, oh, I got to get here, I got to get there. And so that's, I think that's a huge thing for all of us. I mean, and I plead guilty to it for the longest time, just rushing through life and not being able to notice the things around you. And so, um, yeah, if you can eliminate, if you can eliminate hurry, um, I mean, that's, that allows you. It allows you the the ability to have the time to do. That, that's right. And so, so practically for for you, I mean, you're you're a busy guy. Of course, you, you've got got all these different platforms and, and shows and and sports to follow and keep up with and and the people that you're able to connect with. And and so you're as busy as anybody out there. Everybody, everybody's got opportunities to be busy. So so the difference between embracing the opportunities but not hurrying through to the next thing and not embracing the moment. How, how do you practically live that out or continue to learn to do that? Well, I see what I, what I think everybody, what you need to know and what, and what I think what you need to realize is it's not like, it's not like every effort you make is going to take six hours to do. Sometimes all a coworker wants from you is five minutes or 30 seconds to say, how you doing? And, and to be able to unload on you or in just, you know, tell, tell, 
thing. But then somebody may want to tell you something that is heavy on their hearts, but you had your face in your in your iPhone as you walked down the hall and walked right by him, and it was like, no, I'm too busy. I gotta, you know, I gotta see if anybody's responding to my tweets. No, I gotta, I gotta answer this email. And I think, I think we have way too much of that of of looking down and not looking up and looking around and just uh, we, we've kind of lost that interpersonal communication. And and I think we, I think we have to be very intentional about. You know, if you ask somebody how you're doing, be intentional about it. I want to know how you're doing. You know, how can I help you? What's going on in your life? Uh, and and try to be that person. I mean, you never know how, you know, because I've heard from people months later who, who have said something like, man, I'm so glad we had that five minutes after lunch the other that that time, you know, when I was able to tell you about what was going on. They, you don't realize that you don't realize what a difference we can all be mm. if we are intentional about it and, and put other people first. Um, you just gotta, we just gotta do it. And I think we're at a, you know, shoot, we're at a time uh, where I don't know, it's almost all, it's almost celebrated to be self-centered, mm. you know, and to be concerned about yourself and to, and to see how many followers you have and to, you know, that kind of thing. I think you you really need to step back and say, you know, this is not about me. Wake up in the morning and say, what can I do for you? Mm. You know, I, I, I told uh, the graduating class at the University of Georgia, uh, I made the commencement speech there a couple of years ago, which was one of the highlights of my life. But yeah. I said, look, your opportunity, your, your, what you've got to do is, is, have the same like slogan as, as the Ritz Carlton did, you know, you know, their, their slogan was ladies and gentlemen serving ladies and gentlemen. That's what we got to do. You know, let's, let's look, look for ways that we can serve when we get up in the morning and not say, boy, how's somebody going to serve me? It's just about time, isn't it? You know, let's, <laughs> let's have our, let's have our eyes and our ears and our hearts open for, for uh, how we can help. Very cool. No, that that's awesome. And then, of, of course, I, I've got to ask you about your book. And it's been a couple of years now since it's it's been out. Uh, is is yeah. there is there maybe a a story that that stands out to you of somebody that's responded uh, about the book that that just really encouraged you and and you just saw saw God really work in someone's life based on them reading your book, which is called Unscripted. Uh, encourage people to check that out as well. There have been so many times, Bryce that people have come up to me out of the blue just to tell me that they've read it or that it was gifted to them or that somebody bought it for their dad who was just beginning cancer treatments or something like that. And, and that's been the most powerful part about it. And, and really it goes back to the, to the reason that I wrote it in the first place. I, you know, it was just like, look, if this can speak to somebody on, on some kind of level, whether it's, uh, battling cancer or adopting kids or dealing with special needs children or the father son relationship. I said, that's, you know, that's the people we're trying to reach on some level. And I've heard from people on all those levels. And, uh, and it's, it, it really is knee buckling for me every time it happens. I bet. Um, that, you know, I've had a, I had a, a son in an airport, uh, come up to me and say, Hey, 
my dad and I have not had a really good relationship for years, but uh, my last birthday, he gave me that he gave me your book and it's kind of opened up doors between us. And I was like, man, I, I said, you couldn't say anything more powerful to me than that, man. Um, so that's, that's been very cool, man. It's, um, uh, it was, su- it was such a, um, such a wonderful project to undertake. And, and then to see that kind of reaction to it has been, has been really, has been really cool. So, um, that's awesome. I, you know, not to get specific, but that's, but it really has been, it's just been, you know, it used to be anytime I saw somebody in an airport, it was like, Hey, where's Charles? Hey, where's Shaq? <laughs> or, Hey, do you think the Warriors are going to win it again? And now it's, it's amazing that for the number of people who have, who have, um, you know, just come up to me and said, man, I loved your book and it means the world. Ah. Oh. I love it. That's awesome. Great to hear. The, the book is called Unscripted, The Unpredictable Moments That Make Life Extraordinary. He's Ernie Johnson, and, and Ernie, always love catching up with you. I always tell people my favorite guest on the show is Ernie Johnson, so it, it's great to, to have you on uh, again and, and really appreciate all that you, you do for the kingdom and, and to love people and, and just the example that you are on TV. So, so greatly appreciate all that you do. Bryce, thank you so much for having me on. It's always great talking to you and Hope you have an outstanding 2019, my brother. Awesome. You too. He's Ernie Johnson. Always love having him on the show. Coming up next, we'll do our segment, Unpack This, about Philip Rivers. This is Unpacking It.